I think sometimes when you're the only designer on a team, it can kind of feel like you are freelancing and the rest of the team is your client because you're the one handling all the stuff yourself, making all the design decisions yourself and then sharing it with them for feedback. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And my name's Femke. And in this episode today, we're going to talk a little bit about being a solo designer, being the only designer on a team or even in a company, or maybe you've been in a situation where you've been siloed from the other designers on the team. We actually got a request for this topic from a listener and I'll read out what she said. She said, Hey girls, it'd be wonderful to hear any advice and insights you have for those that are the only designer on the team or perhaps siloed from others at work, or maybe you're the only designer in the company. I myself have been the only designer at the last three workplaces I've been at. And while the responsibilities and experience is an awesome challenge, it can be really hard to feel connected to the design community at large. Totally hear you. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today in this episode. But before we get stuck into it, as always, a little catch up. How are you going, Charlie? I'm going well. Yeah, it's our virtual team retreat this week for ConvertKit. So that's right. Yeah, that's been fun. It's been interesting. You know, it's just not the same doing it virtually uh, compared to doing it in person. But what the team has done a great job of like, yeah, <laughs> well, they've done a good job of trying to capture as much of the the connection that we get on a real retreat as possible. So that's been good. I've we've been having like three sessions a day, essentially. That's like an hour and a half Zoom call. One will be an all team session. One will be our like just our individual team. So for me, the marketing team. And then one is like an activity. So we did, we've been doing some online like classes together. I had a yoga class yesterday, Ooh. which was really cool. And then we had a hand lettering class via Zoom. And so that's been fun. Yeah. And definitely everyone is in good spirits and leaning into it, which I think helps. So yeah, it's been cool. That's good. I, I think it's awesome that the company still went ahead and did it. Because I feel like a lot of companies probably just wouldn't <laughs> try and yeah. adapt to like doing it remotely. It's uh, very, very difficult. So I think it's awesome that they still went ahead and created this space for you to come together and connect, even if it's virtual. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. And because like the, the retreats are kind of like this checkpoint in our year usually, right? It's normally we're together in a place for a whole week. And you're not doing your normal job. You're just doing like retreat type activities. So the virtual one is only three days. So it's been Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But throughout it, they've said like, don't do your normal job during this. Like when you're not in meetings, like hang out, do whatever you want, have time off so that you can bring like all your energy and attention to the sessions we do right. have. Because, you know, Zoom can be exhausting when yes. you're on it a lot. <laughs> so that's been really good. And it has definitely felt like a break and like a a checkpoint in the year where it's sort of like, okay, after this retreat, we're going to do this, this, and this, and you know. Good. So I'm appreciative of that for sure. How about you? Yeah, I've also had a bit of a, you know, relaxing time. I was out of office all of last week on vacation, would you believe it? Like vacationing in this time uh, for the first time in a long time. Where did you go? What did you do? Yeah, uh, we went camping for the week, sort of a four hour drive north at a place called Kalani Provincial Park. So we didn't go too far and camping is like by nature a bit of a socially distant distanced activity anyway. So yeah, it was 
nice. It was very quiet because all the families have gone back, well, the kids have gone back to school. So it was very quiet in the campgrounds. And yeah, it was nice. But I realized as I was setting up my like email out of office responder, the last time I had set it up was October 2019, like a year prior, pretty much. And I was like, wait, have I not taken vacation in almost a year? And I realized that like, I mean, with the exception of a, of a little bit of a break over Christmas, New Year's, yeah, I hadn't really taken any time off. So it was nice to have a week to just unplug, relax, although I don't feel like I could fully relax, really. I think just, you know, the state of the world, it's hard to fully let that go. But it was nice, regardless, to, to be out of office for a week, for sure. That's good. I'm glad you still did that, you know. Yeah. And that you, you know, I mean, you're a camping person anyway in, in normal <laughs> times. You enjoy that sort of thing. So it's that's true. good that you were able to go and do that kind of holiday, which is awesome. Yeah. Before we get into today's topic, I want to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Webflow. They've been sponsoring the past few episodes. Whoop, whoop. We've loved having them as a sponsor. Very proud to like be associated with them. <laughs> they just reached uh, 100,000 yes, customers, I which saw. is really exciting. Yeah. And both of us, like we are part of that 100,000. So that's really cool. Woohoo! In case you haven't heard of Webflow, it's a website building tool that designers can use to bring their designs to life. So it's the power of HTML, CSS, and also JavaScript, but in this visual interface. So you can just create like you would operating a regular design software, but what you're creating is a functioning real website. You're creating code without really realizing that you're doing it. Yeah, it's really, really easy to use. And as someone who, you know, I wouldn't call myself like proficient in in coding, like nowhere near the level that I know you're at, Charlie, but even for someone like me who, who, you know, doesn't have this like background in code foundation, I still find it like really easy to pick up and really easy to use. So I love how sort of user-friendly and for me, designer-friendly it is. Yes, totally. Something I was thinking about the other day too, what I'm so appreciative of with Webflow is... Like you said, I'm proficient in the HTML, CSS, that sort of side of coding. But what I hate and what I'm terrible at is all of the other things that go into like creating a local development environment and shipping a website (laughs) and version control and all of that. Like, I just feel like regular front-end development is overly complex and kind of hostile. And it's sort of like being gatekept, you know, where if you can't do all this stuff, you can't use your HTML and CSS skills. So with Webflow, super easy. You get in there and you can ship things to a staging site with the click of a button to check things work before you like ship it live. And it just is nice to not have to worry about any of that stuff that I hate. So totally. Thank you, Webflow, for being Webflow and also for sponsoring this episode. If you want to try them out, then you can head to webflow.com and use the code DESIGNLIFE to get 10% off any new annual plan. And there'll be a link in our show notes as well that you can use for that. Thank you, Webflow. Okay, so today's topic, being a solo designer. I loved when this came through because, yeah, I mean, this is a situation I've been in for the past five and a bit years, something like that, being the only designer on my team. There have been other designers in the company. I've never been the only designer in the whole company, but it's always been a situation where we haven't we've have operated as a conjoined design team you know I have felt very siloed at times in terms of the design that I'm doing right and like I have to just make my own decisions give myself my own feedback to try and push myself forward and uh, I know earlier this year I was speaking about this a lot that I was worried that I was stagnating because of this because of not having access to 
outside feedback or, you know, feedback from another designer to help push my skills and push my designs further. Because when you're the only designer on the team, often the response you get from the people around you, because, you know, they're not designers and I don't don't want to offend any non-designers listening, but (laughs) they can be easily impressed. Let's say that. Like if something looks visually nice, non-designers can be like, great, yeah, let's ship it. But whereas a designer might be like, this doesn't make much sense. Maybe we can rearrange this, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, I get it. And um, I'm excited to talk about it because I found through doing my inside marketing design series that a lot of people are in this situation, especially designers on marketing teams. Interesting. Yeah. If I think, or if I reflect on my sort of design experience so far, I've always been part of a team, I suppose. At Uber, we have like a design team like an internal design team where there's I think there's like more than 200 of us honestly so it's like quite a big established team and then within that we have like little micro teams you know we have like the Uber Eats team the Uber Freight team and it kind of even goes one level down from there I won't get into all the details but yeah we always you're always part of a team and I definitely have teammates that I can rely on for feedback or if I want to collaborate or bounce ideas so I haven't fully been in this experience where I've been the only sort of solo designer I've definitely been the only designer on a project but I always have like the support of my team around me to kind of get feedback show work discuss things so I'm curious to hear from you Charlie like what this experience is like for you and how if at all does it affect or influence the way that you work yeah so I think I don't know, like with anything, I try and see the positives. So I think there are both positives and negatives to being the only designer on the team. And some of the things that I've had to learn being the only designer is how to direct other people to give me useful feedback. Mm. You know, a designer has gone through design school or some sort of training usually and is used to design critiques and knows at the start when I'm commenting on work, I'm commenting on work, not the designer. You don't have to like, right. you know, set that tone with each other because you both know that's the case. And I feel like designers know what to critique as well, especially at different stages of the project. And they know to be looking further than just the like, you know, layer of paint, quote unquote, on top. Uh, and in terms of the structure and the, the UX and all of that. And I think they're better at critiquing all those things. So I've had to learn how to pull that out of non-designers by asking the right questions. So whenever I ask for feedback, I'm not just like, anyone want to give me feedback? I like put a list of questions of like, here's some things you can think about. Is this stuff in the right order? Does it make sense to give this much space to this thing? Are we saying enough? Do we need to bring in something else here? Yeah. Does this illustration make sense to you? Does it seem to convey, you know, what we're trying to convey and give them some leading ways to get that feedback so that's been something that you know positive that I've learned from it is getting better at educating other people right on that that part of design yeah this reminds me I remember doing a little bit of this when I was freelancing where when I requested feedback from the client who was not a designer kind of giving them a bit of a guideline as to like the type of feedback I'm looking for like how to structure good feedback versus, or I guess like constructive versus unconstructive feedback and the difference between the two, like, you know, don't tell me to make it bigger or like change the color to red. Like, you know, tell me why you think that or what the rationale is or what's not working in the current design. So I remember having like this little 
PDF <laughs> like guide that I used to send clients when I requested feedback that just had a little bit of a TLDR on how to give feedback. And so it sounds kind of similar to what you're doing, where you're kind of trying to educate the team on what kind of feedback you need, how to give that feedback, what kind of questions to, to think about. And so I actually think that's quite a cool opportunity you have basically to sort of educate your team and sort of establish this feedback giving culture. Definitely. And that's really interesting that you bring up freelancing as a comparison, because I think sometimes when you're the only designer on a team, it can kind of feel like you are freelancing and the rest of the team is your client, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because you're the one handling all the stuff yourself, making all the design decisions yourself, and then sharing it with them for feedback, like, like we talked about. And so, yeah, it can, can sometimes feel like that in a way. How do you feel about like having a sense of belonging in your team? Or like for me, I really feel like I have this sense of belonging within my design team. And we almost have like a design team culture within like the wider company. And we have our own traditions and things that we do and weekly sort of reviews and meetings and things like that I'm curious for you what that looks like if you if you're not part of this sort of company design team how do you I guess identify yourself internally what sort of teams do you latch on to do you have a sort of design culture that you've kind of established for yourself or what does that kind of look like yeah that's an interesting question for me that's not a problem because I get all those team dynamics and like team culture stuff from the marketing team, which is the team that I'm a part of. Like I still very much feel part of a team and I still very much feel that team atmosphere. It's just not that it's other designers on the team, which is interesting. But I think that what I've found can sometimes be a problem and what I've heard from a lot of other designers as well throughout doing inside marketing design is sometimes you just miss speaking the same language as someone is maybe a good way to explain it. You know, like I remember interviewing Steph from, from Panasonic was like, you know, sometimes I just need someone I can talk shit about Photoshop to. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I get it. Like you need to be able to like vent sometimes, or I don't know, just talk to someone about something nerdy and design related and know that they're going to understand it and be speaking the same language as you. So it can be a little bit difficult in that respect where you just, I don't know, you don't have that quite the same camaraderie as maybe you do on the design team. Yeah. Because, you know, you're all speaking the same language and all doing similar things as your job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have so many designers that we even have a dedicated Slack channel that's like design memes. And so, you know, that's that's always fun to jump in there and sort of like smack talk design with other designers as we like to do. I'm curious, like, so th- this listener did also mention that they struggle to feel connected to the wider design community, the design community at large. I'm guessing that you don't have this struggle given you're so involved in the, you know, like wider design community. Um, Do you have any advice for solo designers who maybe are feeling isolated in their workplace? Like, should they seek that elsewhere in the wider design community? Should they try and establish something internally? You know, imagine somebody that is just completely isolated, both at work and outside of it. What what kind of advice would you have for such a person? That's a really good question. I think that you're, I mean, first of all, you're right. I don't feel that at all because of my involvement with the wider design community. Right. Maybe that's also my advice to other people is that if you're not feeling this and you're not getting this from your job, you need to be seeking it out elsewhere. 
you need to be attending mm-hmm. meetups and things. I know right now they're virtual meetups, but I know Creative Mornings have been running them. And you need to be actively reaching out to get that connection with the wider design community to stay up to date with you know, the state of design and, and what everyone's doing at the moment. I don't mean like following trends, but you know what I mean. Totally. New software advances, ways you can improve your workflow, all of that sort of thing. You have to seek that out because you're not going to be on a team where your workmate sitting next to you will just be like, oh, hey, have you heard of this new tool? <laughs> or like, this is the way that I've been doing this lately. So it's on you to be more proactive about that. And that's definitely helped me for sure to, to be more proactive in that way. And even doing things like posting to Dribble and posting actual work in progress and I don't know posing a question like I I, the last one I did I think was this card for our blog so like what an article card would look like and I was like which one do you think like do I really need the button on it I'm questioning this and I'm sort of like going back and forth so you know would love your thoughts and it generated some really good conversation in the comments which doesn't always happen on Dribbble but is nice when it does and so do things like that and seek out the stuff that you're not getting internally, externally, if you need to. Yeah, I think that's really, really good advice. I think another really cool opportunity of being a solo designer is that you kind of have like the opportunity to set the foundation of what design is at the company almost or, or within your team. Yeah. And I think that that's really, really exciting and Something that honestly, I I don't get the opportunity to do that at a company like Uber. Like it's so well established. Our design culture is so ingrained. We have a whole platform design team that establishes our whole workflows, you know. And so I think being a solo designer is kind of exciting. I'm almost a little bit jealous actually to like imagine being in that position where you can kind of carve that path internally I've been trying to do small things with my sort of immediate team one thing I've started doing is creating a sort of like workshop for engineers on how to use Figma Uh, because I was finding that my engineers were struggling to use Figma weren't really like using it in the way I wanted them to and so I'm kind of using that as an education opportunity to teach them and I think that if you're a solo designer those opportunities are endless like you have such an abundance of opportunity to set the foundation of design establish the design culture educate others on the value of design which is really important and so I don't know I think I just encourage the listener if if you're a solo designer and maybe struggling to get others in your team or your work to sort of understand the role of design the value of design there's not much of a culture there to maybe think about how you could introduce that and how you could bring that in yeah I think it's hard though to to do that if you're not working at a company that already respects design you know like ConvertKit has a huge respect for design the company I was at before had a respect for design so I wasn't ever having to fight to make my work be valued that makes sense yeah and that's a really tough position to be in if you're the only designer at a company that already sees design as just pretty visuals and not super important and it's a step that you can like skip in the process if you need to save time uh being the only person that's a tall order to change that culture by yourself you can you should of course try but honestly in that situation i would be like let me get out of here and go somewhere <laughs> even if i'm going to be the only designer on the team again at least I need to go somewhere that's going to value what I do because that's tough. And especially when you don't have anyone else to like help you with, 
with that or commiserate with you about it you know yeah that's a hard situation and it's a yeah it's a shitty situation to be in yeah I will say for me one thing that I am working on and want to do more of is making more of a like overall design team within our company we meet every two weeks so that's been um like a change as of the start of this year really we weren't having super regular meetings before and now they are regular there's five of us yeah three product designers nathan our ceo who was also a designer and me and so they're all on the product team versus me on the marketing team which is why i most of the time feel like a solo designer uh-huh. but these meetings have been nice to like sort of connect in a way but it's i don't know because we are not organizationally a team you know we're just like all the designers getting together in, in the company essentially we're not like all reporting to the same person or whatever what, what do you do in those meetings in those meetings we can like everyone can pitch their own things for the agenda so often i'll be like i want to talk about this thing that i'm working on get feedback on this or i don't know perhaps there'll be a wider like design topic to talk about like using this tool or this design system thing or colors whatever um, it's our time to discuss that but i found it hard to get deep feedback um, i think is the right way to word it because the other designers have no context for what I'm working on. Right. And I think it's always really hard to get feedback when you don't have context. Mm-hmm. And that's why getting feedback from people on your team is so valuable because they know the background of this project. They understand what you're trying to do. If someone has no context, it's really hard for them to quickly yeah. on a call, you know, give you val- valuable stuff. And so I will often ask them to take a look at things they're working on, like do a little write up, but I appreciate too that that's a lot of work I'm asking them to do um, to like take the time to understand it. Whereas for them, it's easier, right? Because they're all on the product team. They work on different parts of the product, but they all have an understanding of how the product works and, you know, all of that. So it's easier for them to give feedback to each other than it is to me. So, yeah, I don't have a solution for it, unfortunately, at the moment. But it's just a challenge that I'm noticing is that even though we're trying to actively work on aligning as a team every two weeks on a call to talk about you know design stuff it's still not giving me everything that I would like to have from being part of a design team because of the lacking context so where do you go to get this deep feedback then honestly I don't get it at the moment that's like Mm. why I, I guess I've been feeling like I'm stagnating because no one can give me that deep design critical feedback yeah the marketing team is good at giving me feedback on page content usually right um but often i do feel like it's just a sign off from them like they trust me and i i seem to get it right i'm gonna choose to believe that's why they don't have more things to say (laughs) more often and sometimes every now and then i'll get a little bit of push from the other designers on the team which i always really appreciate when it happens but yeah for the most part no one's giving me that deep feedback i just have to judge for myself um i do user testing on our marketing website where I'll get on calls with creators and you know be showing them a page and having them run through it and see what they're thinking as they go throughout. And that helps me know what I need to improve on it. Um, so that's helpful because that's like from a real user, you know. But yeah, that's unfortunately that's my answer. I don't, I don't get it. And I think a lot of people are in the same situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds really, really tricky. I, I have had, I have experienced in, in some cases, I'll be working on a project with 
someone who has a good design eye and they're not a designer like maybe it's an engineer that's that I'm working with or something like that and I notice that they have a good design eye and often if I'm like lacking getting feedback elsewhere I might sort of lean a little bit more heavily on that person to get a little bit more deeper feedback if I'm finding that they're really interested in design or have a bit of a design eye or have a stake in the design for example so I don't know if you have someone in your team in that position uh, but to the listeners like if you notice that there's somebody who maybe they're not a designer but they maybe have a have an eye for design or an interest in design I don't know try and see if you could lean into that person a little bit more and tell them like hey you know if, if you're interested in design I'd love some some more regular feedback maybe we can talk about it more sometime and see how that goes I don't know yeah I love that advice, Sam. I think that's great advice. I think that the reason I'm perhaps not getting it from my team is because, I mean, quite frankly, I am a good designer, like not to sound too big headed, <laughs> but you know, you everything are. I design is fine and like is a good design because I'm, you know, this far into my career that that's right. just what I know how to do now, which is, which is good. But I do definitely crave more of that push. I think if I was perhaps a little bit earlier in my career and I'm, and it probably did happen, honestly, when I first started at Convertkit, I'm sure I got a lot more pushback and people saying, mm, I don't think this is quite right. Like maybe you should try this instead. I feel like I remember that happening, but it was like four years ago now. So, you know, mm-hmm. the old memories, not what it used to be, <laughs> but I, I probably needed it more back then because I was still figuring myself out and I've learned a lot uh, over the past four years. So perhaps don't need the level of feedback that my team and pushback that my team can offer anymore. But that's like my dream to one day design something and have someone be like, "Mm, I don't think this is quite right. I think you should try again. I'd be like, whoa, what? Okay. Oh my gosh. That happens to me like almost every day. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) How do you feel about that though? Like, I don't know. Is it good for you? Do you enjoy it? Or do you wish it didn't happen? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what's always surprising to me is that I, you know, maybe I'm at a point where I'm like, I feel good about this design, you know, like I feel confident. And then I'll be like, oh, I'll bring it to crit just to see if there's any other feedback. And then boom, there's like 45 minute discussion about like the tiniest little things. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like it's it's just kind of eye opening to me when I have that experience where like, I think I'm done. And then I bring it to a crit session. And then there's like all this feedback from the designers and it's really like really good meaty stuff. And I don't know, for me, those are positive experiences. Like, I really like that. It's it's kind of shown to me that even though I might think it's done, there is always a little bit more push. Like, there's always something else that you could do to, to just improve it, even just microscopically. Uh, and so I always am open to bringing things to crits or to reviews, even if I feel like I don't need the feedback, because often I'll surprise myself. I'll realize, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Or like, oh yeah, that is really good feedback. I didn't realize that. And so I really, really appreciate those moments for sure. Yes, good. I'm glad you appreciate it because I promise you that if you were a solo designer, you would miss those moments. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone else is listening and perhaps, I don't know, those moments are ones that they dread and critiques, value them and realize that that's what's helping you grow as a designer. Definitely. And helping you improve and get better. Yeah, Yeah, definitely pushes me. This is a reason why I, I always recommend people to join a design team for their first job if they can rather than join a company where they're going to be the only designer because like we can really help each other grow in that way you know totally and 
I'm probably in a place in my career right now where it doesn't matter so much that I'm the only designer on the team. But yeah, earlier on in my career, it, it definitely, definitely would have. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point in general is like where you are at in your career or your years of experience can definitely influence your experience of being a solo designer. I think like I would imagine someone with 10 years experience probably wouldn't mind so much being a solo designer, but maybe someone coming out of school would feel completely lost and confused. So I think that's definitely a good like tidbit to add on is um, earlier in your career, at least for me, I've definitely appreciated the the team aspect of being amongst other designers and having them push me and challenge me and getting their feedback and learning from them is just invaluable for sure. Yeah, it makes me think too how, you know, we've said before that years of experience isn't necessarily a good marker for Mm -hmm. your skills as a designer, even though that's what everyone uses on job postings. Uh, But if someone has five years design experience, you know, maybe two people have got five years design experience. One has been working on teams with other designers and one's been a solo designer. I would, I'm going to bet that the one who's been on teams has been pushed further and has right. perhaps their skills are a lot further along yeah. because of it. So this comes back to perhaps if we're not getting that sort of thing from the team itself, from our jobs, we have to look for it elsewhere. Yeah. So maybe if you're a solo designer in a situation like that, especially if you're earlier in your career, you need to build up a network of other designers who you can rely on and who you know, find some other people who are solo designers on their teams and say, hey, can we like learn about each other's work and be giving each other feedback? Like can mm-hmm. I share things with you? Because you can do that with people who aren't in your company, you know, providing NDAs and stuff isn't an issue. And uh, just want to give a little plug here for the Design Life community, mm-hmm. which you can join if you support us on Patreon, which helps, you know, us produce this show. You'll get access to our Slack group where there's bunch of great designers who will be willing to give you feedback and and help you out or just you know commiserate with you when photoshop (laughs) crashes on you that sort of thing um yeah i do think it's a good place for that so wanted to bring it up (laughs) definitely well i think this is a really interesting topic to talk about hopefully we've given some good advice on this episode thank you so much to the listener who submitted this question we love getting questions like this if you ever have something that you want to hear us discuss on the show you can always tweet us or you can go to our website designlife.fm and i believe there's a contact form somewhere on there you can send us an email with a bit more context we would love to hear from you yes always we want to help you out with whatever is going on in your design careers so let us know you can also listen to more episodes of our show at designlife.fm and uh, thanks thanks again to webflow for sponsoring this episode thanks webflow all right fam i'll see you next week bye bye